0: that was podcast yo 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 uh what is this i know what it is the latinos out loud podcast that's what it is l o l i think the other way l l l i don't know i look like a hi everyone we're back for another episode of the latinos out loud pod a so
1: this
0: is so fun it's a podcast it's a podcast
1: Okay, what do you mean? It's just you just listen to it. That's yes, it.
0: You listen to me, you listen to the podcast. Okay, mm.
1: what am I supposed That's to do it. with a podcast? Huh? Is that gonna pay my bills? Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know, but it's helping to pay some of ours, I will say. So, shout That's out true. to that. Okay, mm-hmm. hi. Uh, it's Latinos Out Loud. Hi, uh, my name is Rachel La Loca.
1: Ooh. What's up? is <laughs> Jay Ferns.
2: What's up, Jay? What's going on? This is Frank Nibs from
0: Washington Heights. Wow, that was very musical of you, Frank. uh Thank Wow, you, you're in the heights right now in that zone. Mm-hmm. In the heights. Hi, brothers. Hello, hermanos.
2: Hey, How are you? Like,
0: this is good.
1: Wow. <laughs> Frank just like turned into a, a tourist in his own neighborhood. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? What's going on?
0: Yo, but they be out there right do you see tourists in the heights and of like
2: course. they come early in the morning like at 10 a.m you know wow okay well, the United Where do a they lot of
1: well a lot of them go to the cloisters ah. oh
2: yeah oh yeah they're out there in the museum
1: that museum you don't feel like you're in the heights nice and it's so weird Jamie you go right down the hill and you live right down the hill right there it's just amazing if you live nearby they show you show them your ID and you live close you can you know, pay a dollar if you want. You can That's just pay incredible. what you
0: want. That's I love wow. that. So I usually much.
1: give them five bucks if I go, but, um, <laughs> and pretty much just hang out in the um, the outdoor space and eat lunch. Wow.
0: It's really nice. You know, it's, it's very really-
1: religious. Very religious. Yeah. So if you're not into religious um, art and statues and all that stuff. Maybe it's not the place for you, but it is very calm. Like it's, it's the quietest place in the Heights. <laughs> I love the acoustics. The acoustics. Like the reggaeton doesn't get through those walls. <laughs> yeah. At all.
2: That museum, that was like the first time I started smoking weed. And this dude took me there. I was like 14 years old. We used to smoke in the park and then we used to go to the museum. And this dude used to be like in Led Zeppelin. Like fucking old, like you know, Jimi Hendrix. And so, what? Like, did you
1: see like the Jesus statues like come to life? Yes. And so fuck-
2: Yes, we will smoke, and then we will go in there, and it was like it's it's a it's like a medieval, you know, for people that haven't gone, it's like it's it's affiliated with the Met from uh, yes. on this church, pretty much. They took from Europe somewhere in Europe, and they brought it over to the Cloisters, and they rebuilt it. So it's like something out of Europe when you go in there. So it's wow. bugged out. You're coming, you're from the heights, and then you're walking to a park, you're smoking, and you're going in there. So it actually and takes you back.
1: And you yeah. see Jesus on the, a statue of Jesus on the cross, and then you hear right. him, you hear him talk to you, like, hey, get don't just don't just stand there. Get me down from here. Right. And then you and hear Led like
0: Zeppelin in the background, and she's riding yeah. a stairway yeah. to, heaven. to the heaven. Yeah,
2: yeah. It was bugged out. So that was like my first time smoking, going in there. It was fucking nuts. What an experience.
0: It was crazy. Um Well, I want to talk about a really good experience that I had recently, you guys. You know, we like to show podcast to podcast love, P2P. Mm -hmm. And I have to shout out an invitation that I got from the Hip Hop Advocates. All right. And they have a podcast, and they're also musicians. They have a beautiful studio that they do their show out of in Queens. Ooh. And I was invited to record, and we had such a great time. Talk I saw you. Yes. What's oh, up? You had, you had like
2: that Run DMC look. You had the gold chain, and like you had like these gold the fronts, gold like
1: teeth. Yeah.
2: What's up?
0: It's funny. Yeah. So shout out to the guys um because Chris erupt and figs they reached out to me and was like yo this episode is gonna come out close to halloween and we decided since we're the hip-hop advocates to dress up as run dmc so feel free to dress up as something so i dressed up as i knew
2: it i knew it yo i knew it
0: I didn't I dressed up as our loca of rage instead of ah, our lady of rage. of rage. So I had the Afro Puffs. Yeah, I remember Afro Puffs. I remember, I puff. I remember puffs. from the East Coast. Yep. Rage. rock on yeah. with your bad. So I am the toughest, toughest. Say what? Say what? Say what. So Dang, yeah. You
2: remember her? Holy shit. I thought she was passing a time.
0: No, I was our loca of rage. I had my R gold yeah. cap in my tooth
2: you look like you want to beat the shit out of somebody You're right like
0: <laughs> you know what's so funny is I got some feedback on my dm because I posted a very up-close picture of the gold tooth mm-hmm. and I got a bunch of feedback and most of the feedback was don't ever post a picture like this again <laughs> <laughs> and that that came from my good friends like good friends were like no no stop. Don't do no don't, don't do ever it do <laughs>
2: <laughs> Only for Halloween, that's it.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yo, shout out to the Hip Hop Advocates. Had a great time, a very lengthy interview with video and even a performance. Oh my what? God. They what? Have this, their show is so awesome. They're on the Latino Pods Network over mm-hmm. with Men on Pause and the Rick Gates right. show. Mm-hmm.
2: All
0: right. And they have a segment called Show and Prove. Where usually artists, like real artists, like rappers, go on the show and drop bars.
1: They rapity rap.
0: They they asked me to drop bars, and I'm like, I don't. I unless we're talking about gold bars that I don't own, and then I like (laughs) throw them in the air and drop them. I don't think I'm able to drop the bars you're asking me for. Um, but we did it. We did it. I performed nice. one of my rap parodies that I have not performed in a very long time and wow. it was so much fun. I felt like nice. I was at like Coachella. They have a stage with little lights and the cameras and it was amazing. There was smoke in there not from a smoke machine from the blunts and nice. I felt like it was <laughs> like a performance. So shout out to the Hip Hop Advocates. Check out their podcast. It's really great and they are what they sound like. Lovers of hip-hop
2: oh i gotta hear this and i know i know it's gonna be good because you know well, your, you know your, you know your hip-hop stuff i know that
0: <laughs> i don't want to set up any expectation level and if you see their video they got the like the mic the old school ll cool j vibe-ish mic um check them out super talented Ooh. representing queens all
3: right all right all right, all right.
0: So that said, um, this has just been a really cool couple of days, yo. I had the pleasure and privilege of interviewing one of the cast members that I'd previously spoken to uh, of Acapulco Acapulco. during the press junket. But we got more time with Rafael Sebrián. And I really enjoyed talking to him. We spoke for so long. It was a great conversation. Um, Please check it out. It's inspirational no matter what you do for a living. I think he dropped some really solid life advice. Okay. So let's check it out. Here's the interview with my boy, Rafael. All right. Okay, um, let's do this. Are
3: you in Brooklyn right now?
0: Not right now, but I was the whole weekend because that's where I'm from. Cough up a long way. You're from Brooklyn, son. All
3: right, all right, all right. I just saw the Brooklyn Nats hat and I was like, what's up with that?
0: Oh, yes. Okay, so I'm a big fan of basically anything Brooklyn, but okay. look at the customization here, yo. Look at that. Look at that. This is my life in a baseball hat like in or <laughs> in a sports hat. Like Brooklyn to the fullest, And then the Dominican. All that's missing is my Jewish heritage because I do have some Russian Jewish heritage as well.
3: Okay, represent
0: all day. Are you in Brooklyn?
3: No, I'm not. I'm in L.A., but I was just in Brooklyn. I spent all my summer in Brooklyn uh, working over there. So it was a lot of fun. And my sister uh, lives in Brooklyn as well. So, yeah.
0: I love it. The way you said it kind of made it like it was a summer destination. Like, yeah, I got the summer house in Brooklyn, which, yo, that would be dope. We have some beautiful beaches.
3: Yeah, no, no summer house, but it was a summer job for sure.
0: Amazing. (laughs) Okay, you guys are hearing his voice. Hello, Aleros. It's your girl, Richa La Loca. This is the Latinos Out Loud podcast, and I'm so thrilled to be speaking again to Rafael Cebrián. Okay, we just did, well, yeah. you you just did the Junket for Acapulco a few days ago. Now, Elo Eleros, that's a lot of work for actors, okay? They are talking nonstop to several different media outlets at a time. And I have a question for, like, for you, just because we just finished talking. Like, Do the media outlets ask you a lot of the same questions, or are there different styles and different questions? Like, Tell me about your experience with the Junket a few days ago.
3: I mean, listen, it it makes sense that a lot of the media outlets ask the same questions because there's some go-to questions that uh, you got to ask no matter what. But some other people keep it fresh, keep it spicy like yourself. You popped on screen and we had a lot of fun with you. Uh, But uh, yeah, we understand that a lot of the questions are repeat repeat questions. And actually, it was kind of funny because Jessica, my castmate and myself, we kind of already got into the groove of things and we knew which questions we were each going to respond to. She was like, oh, I'll take this one. I'll take this one. But then I, then sometimes I would take her questions and it was like I already knew what she said. So I kind of like repeated what she said. I don't know. It was kind of like a fun ping pong back and forth, playful banter between her and I. And uh, it was a lot of work, but it was also a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: yeah and the work. Continues. I mean, LOLeros, you may know Rafael from Acapulco, which is on Apple Plus, season two right now. Plays such a fun character. Oh my God. If you have not watched the series yet, I highly recommend. We don't have a rating system on LOL per se, but, okay. um, so I'm not going to like give it tomatoes or cherries or anything. Um, no. I'll just say like, yeah, five LOLs. Uh, if, that, if that's the equivalent of five stars on Apple. Um, great.
3: Right. Oh, well, <laughs> like five you out of what five out of ten five out of of twenty or five out of
0: five five out of five ten out of ten twenty out of twenty you want to do some more math i know you went to brown university i see that i see you i mean you're very brilliant i can see your through your work also through the transition of your work so they say a lot about you know actors showcasing their range and whatnot pero el diantre to see you go from (laughs) narcos to uh-huh. Hector the Pool Protector. I want to know, but how, how do you do that? Like, does that come down to character study? Like, or do you have all of these characters in you already? Tell me about that, Rafael.
3: Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I guess, you know, each character that I portray um, starts and ends with myself. So there's like a, a little bit of myself in everything I play. I couldn't pinpoint specifically what, uh, but Definitely, because it it all comes out of myself, you know? I feel like that's just mm, the nature of things. In terms of, like, uh, comedy, drama, I never really mm, think of it as in, like, oh, I'm doing a drama, let me get into this dramatic mode. No, look, at the end of the day, I'm just, like, telling a story, and I just want to be of service to the character. I want to make sure that I'm able to voice the unvoiced uh, as best as I can. And uh, comedy, I've always loved comedy but for some reason I never got the chance to do it professionally. I started doing drama uh, over 10 years ago and I little by little just got stuck in that world and I I, uh, I have a lot of fun doing drama but I've been wanting to do uh, a comedy like Acapulco for years and for some reason it never came my way up until like uh, a couple years ago and uh, I'm just very 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 happy that I get to play in such a fun world growing up. I mean, you know, uh, I was a huge fan of physical comedy, Jim Carrey. And I feel like I get to explore that side of me uh, in this character.
0: So I want to talk about some of your dramatic inspirations because I hear Jim Carrey and this is quite a leap, but who are some of those dramatic actor or, or other inspirations you have?
3: Well, Anthony Hopkins and Will Smith are the two actors that made me want to become an actor growing up uh, with John Travolta as well. Um, And then, you know, Jim Carrey, uh, Dana Carvey uh, in terms of comedy. So it was I mean, I mean, uh, Steve Martin, Peter Sellers. I mean, I could just go on and on and on, you know, but I do feel like the uh, the. um, The best. Uh, comedic actors are the ones that play comedy straight and that play the truth in comedy, uh, that play the drama uh, of the comedy. And I just try to stick with that.
0: Okay. I would like to rewind. Okay. Because we could talk about the current projects. And again, this is your atypical type of interview. And you know where I'm coming from? Let me preface it by saying the Eloeleros are deeply inspired by these interviews, no matter who we're interviewing. Because we talk to people from several different walks of lives, philanthropists, lawyers, Uh actors, entertainers, but everyone The common denominator here is everyone is moving the Latino community forward in their own craft via their own conduit. So I want to talk about how this all got started. You mentioned seeing some of the greats who inspired you to get into dramatic acting and now comedy. But how did this get started? Did you go to school for acting? And if not, how did you stumble upon this career?
3: Yeah, I didn't just fell out of my bed one morning when I was like 18, hit my head and was like, damn, all right, good morning, I'm going to be an actor. No, uh, I always wanted to tell stories and have people receive them in their hearts. And uh, I guess for me, the way to do it was through acting. You know, there are some people that uh, dance, some people that paint, some people that cook, and uh, I like to write and I like to act. And I guess I cut the bug at a very, young age. I was five years old and I remember seeing, well, this is funny, but I remember like uh, my parents are journalists, so they traveled a lot for work when I was growing up. And I remember spending Christmas in London when I was like five years old. And my parents took me to uh, a showing of Greece at the West End. And I was like, what the hell is this? I was just I have photographic memory, so I, I even right now I remember just being there and just being mesmerized, um, just from what I was seeing on stage—the dancing, the music, the acting—it just sounded so. It looked like so much fun, and I, I was like, I want to do this when I grow up. Yeah.
0: What a what a what a show to see! Acro- yeah. across the pond. Uh, yeah. In-
3: <laughs> and then I wouldn't shut up singing and dancing Greece at home for the next three four years of my life I was like Danny Zuko for Halloween I mean yes. 23 <laughs> times probably uh so uh yeah I guess I guess theater is what lit the fire inside of me and then I just followed that uh, I studied theater in in college uh I I mean I went to brown like you've said but like I, I uh-huh. said history and uh, performing arts uh, with a with a focus in in, in theater arts and uh, and acting and um, yeah, I mean, I never really, for some reason, I wanted to get in as a young guy, but my parents were like, "Listen, just go to school, go to elementary school, go to middle school, go to high school, have fun, live a normal life, and then you'll you'll have time for everything uh, in your life." And I guess. Uh, they're right. I I do think there's like a moment, a moment and a time for everything in your life. And I'm very happy. Um, I started my career when I started it, which was a little bit over 10 years ago. I'm 33. So I started when I was 22.
0: And shout out to you for also acknowledging your own growth and evolution. We talk about that a lot on the podcast. This is all empowering (laughs) content, baby. I love what you said too. Like we're storytellers organically. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We have so many stories to tell. Like, I I choose podcasting and writing to let it all out, aside from hanging out with family and friends and sitting on a milk crate in front of a bodega and telling stories to strangers, which right, I right. do do from time to time. Um, but like, <laughs> you got to have your outlets, you know what I'm saying? So, OK, speaking of which, that's what I do for fun. What does Rafael do for fun? You're reading scripts and stuff. You're working. You're on set. You're getting your makeup done, your hair tousled and stuff like that and styled with gel perfectly the way it is right now, I have to say. You look like you just stepped out of a salon. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) I want to know what you do for fun. What are your hobbies?
3: I love to cook. I'm not that great of a cook, but I love to cook. (laughs) Um, I like to play basketball. Honestly, I enjoy writing a lot. Uh, Mm. I'm developing my own stories, my own uh, scripts right now. And I just like getting together with my writing partner and and hashing those ideas out.
0: Okay, we talk a lot about writing on this show, too. Okay. Uh, my co-host Jamie is a writer he's doing some great stuff for podcasting right now episodic stuff for audible and broadway video okay. and everybody's out here like again the evolution we started as sketch comedians him and I we were part of a multicultural sketch comedy troupe and we were on a show called bring the funny on NBC I'd like to delve into your writing a little bit wow. if you could share a little bit but I'm more interested in knowing about your process so like we talk about granular process here on the show sometimes especially when we have writers for example we had like maria Inojosa, who mm-hmm. i just happened to have her second book handy people oh wow okay <laughs> i have books handy just have to shout out uh, acclaimed journalist for the latino community maria Inojosa, with her second book um and we talk about do you need a dark room are you on a typewriter from 1983 Uh, Do you have to be in an island off of the coast of Malaysia? Like, what's your process to get the best writing out of Rafael? And tell us a little bit about Rafael's writing world.
3: I like starting my writing process later in the day. I feel like I'm an early, early riser. But for some reason, the writing gods do not appear up until later in the day. I feel like my body needs to be very much awake. Uh my spirit needs to be alive. And sometimes that happens, I would say, after after 3 PM. That's really when I Wow, when... that
0: spirit likes to sleep. Shit. No, <laughs> I,
3: I feel like I, I work better at night I'm when I'm writing. You know, I work better when yeah, like in the evening, I guess. Um, you know, I, I wake up, I do my stuff, I eat and go to the gym, do my errands, whatever. And then when everything is out of the way. I feel like, okay. let me just like take care of the fun part of the day. Um, And I don't really have much of a of a process. I just try to be patient. uh, And that is very hard for me because I am very, very impatient.
0: Oh, confessions on the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Wait a minute. (laughs) impatient. Por qué? Tell us about that.
3: Pues no sé, porque, porque sí, porque asi así. así, así <laughs> eh, I'm just very, very impatient with myself, and uh, th- that is something that I'm working with my therapist right now. Uh, I'm trying to be a little more patient and understanding of of life and of time and of things. Um, But I will not bore you with that.
0: (laughs) No, no, this isn't boring. And by the way, shout out to therapists. And I want to shout out BetterHelp Therapy, which is an actual sponsor of this podcast. So we encourage therapy here too. Um, I will, can I shout you out? Please, no. Being impatient is not necessarily such a terrible thing. like therapist. I'm not your therapist. But I think, in you know, in the writing, entertainment sphere, mm-hmm. being impatient is also tied to passion, right? Being impatient to me is tied to, oh, I want this, baby. I'm going to go after it. But I tie it to the desire to succeed, to want to succeed. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. And I wanted to just shout you out if you have anything no, to say thank about you.
3: that. I, I agree. I, I do think, listen, artists... Like ourselves, we have this like fire in our belly and when it burns, it burns deep and we just, you know, we we need to follow that sensation. And I guess that's the passion, the drive, the hunger that we have to wake up every day and do what we do. Because, you know, like you are, you know, you're on doing press junkets and, and, and all the glam and, you know, it's great, but there's a very intense hustle behind all this and sometimes people forget uh, but I'm still here I'm in my studio in Hollywood you know I'm talking to you and then I'm gonna go uh and tape for like another audition like the grind the hustle is still real no matter what I guess it's just that fire in our belly that keeps us going every day wanting to tell stories and in a way make the world a better place
0: okay speaking of telling our stories I think yeah When we look at your career, a lot of the roles that you've been playing are Latino. And so you are, I'd like to talk about that, how you feel about representing for us on screen. And how do you add Rafael to those characters?
3: Well, first of all, I feel blessed uh, to be able to do that and to voice Latino and Hispanic voices in The international market and have international audiences connect with them. That's how I was raised. As a kid in Madrid, in Spain, uh, I I grew up thinking that I could be anyone I wanted to be, you know? I mean, Anthony Hopkins, Will Smith, John Travolta, Jim Carrey, John Leguizamo. Those are all actors that I admired and looked up to growing up. John Leguizamo played a Frenchman in Moulin Rouge, you know? Um, Why not? Why couldn't I play a Frenchman? Um, Anthony Hopkins, you know, those are all idols of mine. So I guess uh, to be in this conversation where I get to represent Latino voices, um, I'm just honored, blessed, because at the same time, I think that Hollywood forgets what latino really means we come in many shapes and forms that's the beauty of it all but we share one same common culture and that is the latino culture i mean for Christ's sake we share the same language we have the same dictionary you know we are one and uh, i feel like hollywood sometimes forget that and they pinpoint us to like very specific stories which listen stories like narcos they are part of our Imaginario cultural y colectivo. Yes, yes, they're part of who we are. They are part of our culture, but they're like a tiny little part of our culture. We have way bigger and better stories to tell that Hollywood does not want to shine a light on them. And Acapulco does that, for example. Acapulco is a story of Latino success and it works perfectly. So being able to, like, I don't know, be a part of those stories in a more active way. Uh, I'm more careful. uh, Right now with my career, Uh, I kind of pick and choose the roles um, a little more. And uh, I believe that's because I'm now in a position where I can choose before as a, you know, as an actor, I got to pay rent. So I just got to take whatever they give me. And uh, I don't want to Play a gangbanger all my life But at first it was the only way To get arrested in this town So I had to start somewhere And then let me flip the conversation around Let me show who we really are And what we really can do And uh, that's the daily struggle I felt like I got a little deep in there I don't know if I lost I, I love lost it, myself, please continue
0: I love no, this so much
3: That's the daily struggle But I also think it's important to Be unidos Because lately I do feel that sometimes Latinos are not united and that breaks my heart.
0: Why are we that way? And what does it, what is it going to take to make that change? Cause I agree with you 1000%. You know, we've uh, seen, we've seen shows getting canceled because of whatever, you know, whatever Gordita Chronicles, you yeah, know, great show. Uh, great show. You know what I'm saying? And like, If we were only more present and watching and supporting each other and making the noise that Hollywood requires around these shows, then maybe we can add life to them. What's up with us, yo? What is up?
3: Well, I mean, I think there are two things here. First of all, I I do believe that in the past years there's been like a positive change in Hollywood wanting to make sure that uh, that representation is authentic. By the way, authentic doesn't always mean accurate. I believe that you can still be authentic without being accurate. Um, Ooh, that's a thought.
0: Uh, Ooh, you're going to yeah. leave us with that? Everybody's thinking <laughs> but right I now. Do.
3: We can talk about that later if you want. But uh, um, I do think that uh, lately Hollywood has been trying to do things the right way, but the people in power who are who have very good intentions do not have the tools to do things the right way. And I believe they need to let people with the right tools take control. And those people need to be brought into the conversation, people like yourself, for example, uh, in order to make sure that uh, things change and change the right way. Because greenlighting a show like Gordita Chronicles and then cancel it, what are we doing? Where is this going? You know, that's 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 not good. And then why are Latinos not fully united at times? I mean, it's
0: the million dollar question. Do you have the million dollar answer?
3: I do not have the million dollar answer. Uh, I wish, though. I do have a thought. For so many years, black and brown people in this country have been subjugated by the white uh dominant culture that right now when latinos and hispanics are getting a little bit a little bit of like a stage to shine sometimes is hard to want to share that tiny little piece of the stage because it's like well this is mine now and like i've been you know Mm, kind of like kept in the dark for so many years that this is mine and this is mine and I'm not going to share it with anybody and like it's Latino but are you Latino? What? Uh, let me see how Latino you are. You know, and I'm that just it breaks my heart. Truly.
0: Mm. Our history is connected, right? Yeah. Maybe that's where we can help a little more too, you know, and I'm sure you do this already but in the roles that you depict Take them to school, Rafael. Take them to school. We have to educate. There's a duty almost that like as a Latino entertainer, there's probably a strong percentage of people on set with you right next to you that don't know shit about the independence of our countries or why Hispanic Heritage Month is September 15th through October 15th. Or, you know what I'm saying? What your code of arms look like. Okay, I just went to Spain for the first time. I have to throw that in there. I just got back two weeks ago. Que maravilla. Que maravilla. I cannot believe I waited this long in life. And I learned so much about Spanish culture. I was at an hacienda in Salamanca where Christopher Columbus, look, I'm not a huge fan, but I'm just saying I'm a a fan of history. Christopher Columbus had his pitch meeting to get Mm -hmm. money for his voyage in 1492, Mm -hmm. And, and there's this artwork on the wall of him pitching the queen and all of her like minions behind her. I'm like, yo, I pitch people on the weekly. It's the same thing. I can't believe history repeats itself like that. But I can't believe I'm at the hacienda where that pitch meeting. Like, I wonder if he had a PowerPoint. You know what I'm saying? Like, how <laughs> did the, <laughs> how did the pitch go down? Um, right. Feather pen, I guess, some sort. But you could see him on the table. Anyway, I'm getting nerdy.
3: Let me ask you you something. Did you feel a connection when you were in Spain with that culture? Yes. Of course. Because because that's your culture. Because that's your culture, right? However, if you would have gone to... I don't know, uh, if you would have gone to, let's say, Sweden, maybe you wouldn't have felt that much of a connection, right? No, no, because that's not the same culture that we share.
0: This is wonderful. We would do well on a game show together because it's like, you know, good uh, filling in of the sentences and clarification. Um, <laughs> okay, look, this is so exciting. I do want to talk a little bit about Acapulco. I want to talk a lot of it, but I want to respect everybody's time. you got tapes to do. I got no, but kids also to I, I
3: have time. I have time, so please go for it. Don't, oh, don't worry. Oh,
0: good. Okay, so after talking to your castmates and being, you know, I had the honor of participating in that fantastic press junket shout out to everybody who organized it and i really got to know you guys and what i saw was incredible chemistry and love for one another holy moly looks like you guys hang out like what are you doing for thanksgiving are you doing a friendsgiving (laughs) like y'all look really tight and then i love how that chemistry translates for us the viewers because we see it on the show the show is so seamless and every joke is so like every opportunity there is for a joke you guys all bring it. So tell me about that onset chemistry. Are you guys a family?
3: Well, yeah. First of all, every opportunity for a joke, we bring it. But every joke is really on the page. I, I think I told you this. It all starts with the page. If it's not on the page, it's it's not on the stage. Yeah. And then in terms of us being a family, one hundred percent. Look, uh, Acapulco is not my first rodeo. I've been in other shows before, and we always tend to say the same thing over and over again which is oh my god we're like a family we're a family we're a family um for the first time (laughs) in my life (laughs) i can really say that we are a family it's just it's just very 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 special and i think you know on set relationships get accelerated Everyone becomes really close with each other very fast just because you're working 24-7 and we're actors. So, you know, we work with each other. But in an Acapulco set, relationships get very much, very much accelerated even more because we live together. We work where we live. We work together. We eat together. We go to the gym together, to the beach together. We just, we just have ourselves. It's like a group of people uh, that are not from puerto vallarta all together working in puerto vallarta being foreigners in the same city sharing same goals and s- sharing the same passion and 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 it's just it just it creates for like beautiful beautiful friendship and and relationships and every single thing you see on screen every connection is actually organic so to me it's the easiest job i've ever had to have in my life because I'm not acting. I mean, it's so easy to play and bounce off my castmates. It's it's truly like I. it's yeah. Eyes closed. They say action. We're good to go.
0: Do you think that it's the Latinidad that's present on set, that unification, that unity that we're talking about right now?
3: I do think that has a lot to do with it, like familia. Es un tema muy importante en Latino culture. Claro que
0: sí. Claro que sí. Dale.
3: You know, that just shines bright in Acapulco, and we are una familia. So for sure, the Latin culture has something to do with that. But even Jessica or Cord, who, you know, are not Latinos, um, they just blend in perfectly with us. Jessica is starting to speak Spanish. Cord is learning Spanish.
0: I told Cord when we were talking, I was like, uh, I want to take this opportunity here on the Latinos Out Loud podcast with the small amount of power that I have uh, to make you an honorary Latino. (laughs) So he's very excited about that. He's one of us.
3: Yes, he'd love that. And (laughs) look, (laughs) Jessica and Cord are so, they're just so, I think I told you this before, but they're so generous as actors, but also as people, I would say. They love going out in Puerto Vallarta and experiencing the Mexican culture. Part of the beauty of getting to film abroad is the fact that you get to immerse yourself in the culture of the country where you're filming. We didn't get to do that a lot during the first season because we were cooped up because of COVID. Uh, However, season two, we were able to explore a little more, get out of the resort... And natural, la
0: naturaleza, eso, baby. Eso, eso, it's eso. the soil. There's no GMOs, MOs, GOs, yeah. none of that stuff. Nope. Wow. Um, I'm really having a great time chatting with you. Me but you I know. Keep going. Okay. I mean, I'm getting the messages already that we gotta wrap soon, but I just have one or two more temas that I, okay. I wanna cover. Um, congratulations on the calling. A crime, oh, thank you. Uh, I'm sorry, a crime drama, um <laughs> yeah. Peacock. Could you tell us a little bit about your character and what we can expect from The Calling, which is coming out next month, right? November? Yeah,
3: that's what I was filming in Brooklyn this summer. Uh,
0: <gasps> Brooklyn! Oh,
3: yeah. Look, coming back, <laughs> coming back to what I was saying before, growing up thinking that you could be anything and you could portray anyone on screen, uh, The Calling is a true testament to that. Um, because of who I am, my career has been mostly based on playing Latino and Hispanic roles. Mm. Uh, However, this is the first time I get to play a full-on American. My name is Brad Holt in the TV series, and I play a 33-year-old dad. It's also my first time playing a dad.
1: Wow. Uh,
3: So I think we need more of that. We need more Latinos being able to not just be playing Latino roles on TV or on films, like because I feel like it's aspirational to see uh, in my opinion, a Latino being able to portray someone with authenticity, maybe not accuracy, but with authenticity and with such respect in in projects that might not be talking about Latinos, you know. Uh it's a David e. Kelly show directed by Barry Levinson. It has great actors like Juliana Canfield, uh, Jeff Wilbush, um, and uh, it's a heavy drama thriller about uh missing persons and i will leave it at that because i don't want to get in trouble
0: (laughs) oh you gave us a lot thank you for being so generous um (laughs) i can't wait to see that so check that out on peacock out in november uh my last question to put a pretty little bow on this amazing interview we covered Uh so much um but I would love for you to give some words of advice, just having experienced what you've seen. And, uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. What would you like to tell them?
3: Damn, I'm the one looking for advice. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm good to give advice.
0: <laughs> of course you are. And it could uh, be just, you know, whatever comes to mind. You know what I'm saying? It could be, you know, feed your dog two times a day. Don't forget, you know, although I think something much more brilliant is is coming out of your brain.
3: Yeah, I mean... I don't know if this is brilliant or not, but I think in my own experience, I've always been successful when I listened to my gut and successful means a lot of stuff. Successful doesn't mean or making money and getting the job, but just, I do think that if you always listen to your gut and... Forget about your head because your head could be the saboteur at times.
0: Mm-hmm. You will
3: get places. Listen to your God, stay unique, stay truthful to who you are. Um, and uh, yeah, just listen to yourself because you got all the answers. Is that, does that make Love sense? It.
0: Of course it does. And we need to hear these words. We have to tell each other these words. Sometimes we forget. Listen to yourselves. I want to shout you out. Thank you, Rafael Sebrian. Check him out on season two of Acapulco on Apple Plus and also in the call and coming out on Peacock. Thank you so much for your time. Thank Uh, you. I hope to have you back a third time, okay? Third time's a charm. So, anytime
3: you want, anytime you need. I had a lot of fun talking to you. Uh, You guys are great. Uh, Thank you for everything you do for the Latino community as well. Uh, We need more people like you, it means a lot. to be considered part of this family, truly.
0: Gracias.
3: And thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for saying that. Ay bendito, pero I want to go back to your country so badly. It was not enough time. It was not enough time. Whenever you
3: want, let me know.
0: Oh my God, are you connected? Like, are you the kid from Madrid for real?
3: I'm the king from Spain. What are you talking oh about?
0: Oh, my God. El rey. Estoy hablando con el rey. Oh, El único. My
3: God. El único rey que hay. El bueno, único. yo soy
0: la reina, so... Ay, 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 ay.
3: Por eso te <laughs> tengo que preparar.
0: Thank you so much again, Rafael. God bless. And nothing but good vibes being sent your way.
2: Okay, Rafael, Rachel...
1: Nice. Okay. You know, we're really um, shouting out this show that everybody should check out yeah. on the telly. Hmm.
0: Yeah, check it out. It's on Apple Plus, and it's called Acapulco. It's in season two, and it's really great for the culture, for the community. It's so funny, and it's super bilingual. There's something in there for everybody. It's universal, universally funny. Check I'm it out. I'm
1: more of this bilingual thing now, boy. Yeah. Usually, like, Rotten when... That? They get bilingual, like in a Latin, like a Latin American show. It's usually like they just throw in, you know, random Spanish words, like "Oh yeah, mijo, dinner's ready." It's always like (laughs)
0: they
1: just give you like buzzwords,
0: right?
1: You know, oh, that's basura, (laughs) basura. Like, and then they just talk in English the rest of the time. Perfect English.
0: I, I feel so triste. You know, it's <laughs> just the one word, right? Well, guys, uh, I'm really uh, happy that we're getting to know such wonderful talent that's really pushing the message forward and showing up to set representing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then being vocal about it, too. So shout out to Rafael for being present and being himself and shouting us out and being on the show. Um, all right. So we do we want to do a okay? Okay.
2: Yeah, why not, Rachel? That sounds like a good idea. Why not? Let's do that. Okay, and, uh, let's do
0: it. Party on. All
1: right.
2: All
0: right, guys. It's Keloke time. Anybody wanna do a keloke? Keloke, keloke, keloke,
1: keloke, What up, what up, keloke, okay, que okay fans? I know. Hey. Kel- that...
0: what did you call them? It was really good. Kel- good. Kel- 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 is this
1: is the people that just listen to the show. They just listened to the kelokeros. They fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> it. I just want to hear their shout outs. This is what I. This is what I love them for. So. Mm-hmm. Forget the banter, forget the interview. It's all about the shout-outs. So um my shout-outs, I usually start with shouting out Yero.com All right. Uh the news and lifestyle platform for Latino Men. Yes.
0: Right. yes. Go to
1: their website, Yero.com right now, and you'll find out a bunch of really cool information mm. um about stuff like the Hispanicized Summit. That was a story up there a couple of weeks back. Um but, you know, there's so much stuff in there that you're not going to be bored if you go. So go now. I go right after you listen to this. Is, go to yellow.com. And nice. also check me out on Instagram, J Ferns, J underscore Ferns, Twitter. That's all for me.
2: Hi.
0: Frank, Love anything? It.
2: Yes. I want to give a shout out to the Comic-Con that just came by New York. I just like the whole thing that it just came back into New York and just, you know, after the two years off, it kind of just... Gave us another boost again, and it's back, baby. I can't wait. Um, I think the Comic Con thing has so much more growth to go, and I just can't wait.
1: Yeah, it was fun. I was, you know, I was nerding yeah. out, and um, I heard there was like some uh, robberies and shit. Classic New York. I mean, come on, you know things people, like oh, Yeah, I you know, things no, like, not hey. like somebody got attacked, but like if you weren't looking at like your shit, of like course. somebody would be like, "Oh, I got, I got all your swag." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, We're
2: getting back on our feet. It's getting—it's a, a little crazy in New York right now. We all
1: nerds know. robbing nerds. It's Right, not.
2: <laughs> it's not so bad. You know, you're exactly. not gonna get shanked or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it know? wasn't
1: violent. It's more like, yo, just right. watch your shit. But I, but, I yeah. think it was—it wasn't a lot. It was like a couple here and there. But, um, but not when I went. When I went, it was it was cool. Uh, and I love all that shit. Yeah, definitely. It was it was. Um, I only go one day. There's people that go like, mo- yeah. the, they go the whole week, Thursday to Sunday. Right. Right. One day is right. exhausting. I was already like. I need to take a seat. I need to sit yeah. down. Yeah, they got so some much. super
2: heads out there. They're there three days. They're, like, camping out there. It's like. But I just like yeah. that vibe in New York, and it's just back, man. I'm so
1: happy. It's it's great, and it's the second second biggest after San Diego right now. Right, um, right. I just buy a lot of art and shit and stuff like that. So um, Yeah, it man, cool. it's
2: part of New York. We need that, man. We need
1: I love to those events. Yeah. I love
0: that you go to those events, Jamie. You always go to these cool... Like culture-heavy events that maybe, you know, aren't typically heavily attended by Latinos, but yeah. that's a space that you know I see like more and more yeah, Latino man. presence with like La Borinquena.
1: Borinquena was the there. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, yo, I got I, my my boy got me a a, a, a autograph for um piece for him. Chris got me one. I was Shout so out happy. to I was... Edgardo
0: Miranda who's yeah, killing man. it. And yep. he's everywhere. He's getting murals done of La in Kenya out in Chicago. Yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. sure he had a heavy presence in Comic Con. So I just, you know, like seeing stuff like that where our culture is being represented. Um, Leguizamo
1: like was, was there too, signing autographs.
0: Oh, amazing. Shit. Wow. Not for free. Say hi? So I
1: did yeah. No, because I didn't have, I didn't have well, like, Jamie, $100. Right. Jamie, you said to sign my autograph
2: right jamie but he's not the only one a lot of people charge a lot of money for like stuff like you no, know he that. was
1: actually cheaper than a lot of some of the other celebrities you know um more affordable like right. i was if you would uh, like i wanted the uh, i wanted the uh michael j fox and christopher lloyd had a back to oh, the future man wow that looked and, dope, but they man. were selling their shit for like 200 bucks i'm like holy nah. shit yeah yeah i saw that um, i saw that uh, that's too much. Uh, just for a picture <laughs> that I'll probably lose. I'll Dude. be like, where did I put that picture that I spent $200 on? But Leguizamo was representing. He was in a cool movie. Um, he was there for because he's in a in a movie coming out um, about, it was like, it's like Die Hard but with Santa Claus and he's like the bad guy.
2: Wow. It's like, like Santa Claus is on like, it. yeah,
1: it helps these people that are being like, um, that are being terrorized in their house and he just starts Oosh. kicking ass. So like Leguizamo's the bad guy in it, so that should be really a really cool movie. That sounds Um, crazy. I
0: love that.
1: But yeah, so shout out to Leguizamo. Uh, all
0: right. Yo, thanks for listening to the episode. Thanks for all the support. Shout out to all the sponsors. I McDonald's, we see you. Thank you for the food. They yeah. sent me and my kids some chicken McNuggets, French fries, yum, and yum, some yum, Halloween yum. pails. My kids are using the Halloween pails a lot, like to put their toys in, and we'll use them to go trick-or-treating in a few days. Shout all out right. to McDonald's. Good looking. Um, I, yo, follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud on Twitter. We're Latinos Out Loud underscore. You could even call us, pick up the phone mm-hmm. and call us nine, seven, eight Latinos. Leave us a message. If we can't get to the phone, you know how it goes. Um, But we're very, very happy to talk to you and to hear your feedback. So that's Latinos out loud for now. Three episodes a week. There'll be more. Okay. See you soon. On that note, we out.